Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. Well, praise the Lord, saints. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Man, we got a word for you today. It's going to put you over. Definitely to another level. You definitely get another level out of what we're going to share today. Amen. If you ever gone somewhere and you wonder how did you get there? Amen. You ever take a journey and then wonder, how did we get here? Amen. And it could be, um, it could be, a, it could be a good location or it could be, man, what do we do to get here? Amen. Well, we're going to help you in the word today. And Second uh, Timothy is where you want to go in chapter two. Praise God. And, um. Today, I want to talk about being a great house. Amen. I want to talk about being a great house. Amen. To have a great house, amen, that means things really have to be in order. Amen. Say amen to that. Hallelujah, Jesus. So I'm going to teach real slow today. Amen. Amen. I'm gonna praise God. I'm gonna teach real slow because we're talking about a great house. You know, praise God. We weren't hooping and shouting when we was building this building. You had to look at the plans real close. Amen. Praise God. So that everything fits. Praise God. If it doesn't fit, you have to tear it out and do it over again. Amen. Have you ever had to do something over again? Well, I think I should have got more amens than that. Have you ever had to bake a cake over again? It just, it just didn't rise like you wanted it to. Praise God. You could have ate it like that, but you didn't want to serve it like that. Amen, because people had to look at it. Amen, praise God. You may have to prop it up. That didn't work. You tried to put, instead of just the normal layer of icing on there, had to put two inches on there. Just to make it look normal while it was sitting on the tape. Well, praise God. But when people cut into it, they find out what they really got. Amen. But it but it'd it been better just to do it over again and watch the instructions just a little bit closer this time. Amen. Because if somebody else did it, you could have too. And it's, just, it's the same recipe, but you missed the step. Amen. Come on now. Praise. Has anybody ever missed a step before? Well, we're going to pray for deliverance from lying today. I see that. I see that now. Praise God. Have you ever missed a step? Amen. Well, God put it up on my heart to talk about, to talk about, I could call it a great house, but we're really back to the main subject of the church. It's honor. Amen. Every church is supposed to be a great house. Amen. Every church is supposed to be a great house. When Jesus is talking about church, he's really talking about a house. Amen. And so houses change. And when he's really talking about, he's not talking about the physical structure. He's talking about the people that comprise that house. Amen. Praise God. So we can, some people say, how you live it. <laughs> Praise God. Another thing is who you living with. Right. Say amen to that. Yeah. Amen. Because that's, that, that's a major issue, man. Right. Who you living with. Praise God. Yeah. Man, that's got to work. Yeah. Yeah. And in a great house, it works with precision. Yeah. Amen. The house functions with precision. Amen. I said it functions with precision. Amen. It means things 
uh, what the Bible would call decently and in order. Amen. If it's not decent in order and if it's not functioning properly, we, we add a word on front and we add a, what do you call it? A few letters on the front of a prefix is what they call it. We put a prefix in front of function. Well, I didn't say it. Somebody over in section number one said it. It said it was dysfunctional. Amen. And the Bible has a word for a dysfunctional church. The book of Corinthians calls it an inferior church. Amen. So there is a thing called a great church. And then there's a thing called an inferior church. Amen. Praise God. We got to decide what we are. Amen. We got to decide what we are. Praise God. Hallelujah. Not only we do, your home does. Because your home is a reflection. Our, our corporate gathering is a reflection of the gathering of our homes. Amen. So typically whatever is happening at home comes to church. Amen. Unless we want to put icing on it. Amen. Praise God. I'm not making this up. It's all in the Bible. That's why I ask you to turn to, amen, 2 Timothy. Amen. Praise God. And um, we've been in this building now for about 30 days, probably something like that. But we weren't always in this building. And sometimes you got to ask yourself, how do we get here? And is this the end of our destiny? Or is this something else? You got to ask yourself that. Amen. Life is a journey. Yes, it is. Amen. And the Bible says the path of the righteous should just get brighter and brighter. And brighter. I said the path of the righteous. Amen. Praise God. It just gets brighter and brighter. Amen. But it doesn't happen by accident. We have to know how to do it. And one of the things I really want to say is we're not here by accident. Amen. We had to make some changes. And I wanted to talk about those changes this morning. And a lot of them have to do with me. Amen. And, uh, and I want to talk about it. It's easier for me to talk about me than you. You won't get offended. If I talk about me. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. We're here because I had to make a decision. I had to make a decision. Do we want to be a great church? Or we don't, do we want to be an inferior church? Mm. There was a point in time we were an inferior church. Yes. Amen. Amen. We were. There's no other way around it but to say that's who we were. And a lot of it had to do with me. A whole lot of it had to do with me. Whoever the leader is, that's where the responsibility lies. Amen. And I'm going to tell you men right now, Jesus is not going, don't push your wife out front. When he comes to examine your home, and you got to give an account. Amen. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You got to give an account. Amen. And don't push your wife out front like Adam did. Amen. When the house went dysfunctional, Adam he pushed his wife out front and said, it's her. Amen. And God did deal with her, but then he moved us out. Amen. And start dealing with him. He said, I gave you my word. Amen. I'm preaching real good now. Your wife, your wife is going to shout amen right now. Praise God. So turn her loose. Amen. Because she's going to shout amen right now. He said, because you didn't listen to my instruction. Amen. A great house has instruction. On. So let's go over here and let's look at this scripture. Second Timothy. Chapter two, verse 20, 20. Second Timothy, chapter two, verse 20. And it says, but in a great house. Somebody say great house. There are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also wood and the earth. And some to honor and some to dishonor. You need to circle honor and dishonor. Amen. Because honor is the road to a great house. Dishonor is the road to dysfunction. Amen. 
And the goal is to get rid of dishonor and have nothing but honor. That is the goal. Because if you got honor, you got everything God wants in one word is honor. Amen. Hold your place right here. And I want to turn over here to Ecclesiastes because I need to, I need, a lot of you have this foundational scripture that I've given out because you need to understand the number one thing God wants from people is honor. Honor, the one word honor represents the entire Bible. Amen. Amen. From Genesis to Revelations, the one word honor represents the entire Bible to man. Amen. If he can just remember that one word. Amen. Praise God. He can understand and fulfill the whole Bible with one word. Amen. The greatness of a church is the greatness of its revelation of honor. The greatness of a home is tied to one word. It's honor. Honor is what you value. Honor is what you esteem. Honor is what you treasure. Honor is what you prefer. Honor is what you esteem and what you put first. Amen. So let's, let's, let's start preaching to the children right now. Amen. Praise God. We had that message a while back. Children, honor your parents. Amen. Honor your parents. Obey them. Honor your parents, Ephesians chapter 6. That's God's word even to children. Because children that honor their parents produce a great house. Yes, they do. They produce a house that is in order. They produce a structured house. No doors are slammed. Amen. It keeps your doors on the hinges. Amen. It keeps the trash taken out on time. Come on, say amen to that. Amen. We can mess with the children today. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. It keeps the bedrooms cleaned up. It keeps the kitchen cleaned up based on the level of responsibility they can do. It keeps the grades up. Amen. Praise God. It keeps them in the right company instead of the bad company. It helps you to lay down at night and go to sleep. It keeps you from a life of trial, struggle, and worry if children honor and obey their parents. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Amen. Praise God. It makes for a peaceful home if children follow and obey the instructions of the home. Amen. I got a few amens on that. Amen. And then the Bible says, wives... Don't, don't go nowhere, wives. Please don't go nowhere. Praise God. It says, wives, honor your husband. In Jimmy Evans' book on marriage on the rock, he said the number one, the number one need of a man in a marriage is to be honored and respected by his wife. And that was comprehensive among all marriages that the number one thing men need is not your whatever. You fill in the blank. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. That's, that's not the number one thing. He needs to be honored and respected. Amen. Now, number two, that's different. Now, I ain't going to talk about number two. That's a different conference. <laughs> Say amen to that. Amen. But it is on his list. Amen. Say amen to that, man. Praise amen. the Lord, saints. I'm preaching real good now whether you're saying amen or not. But honor's at the top and don't get it twisted. Amen. Because if you get it twisted, ladies, you won't understand him and you won't know how he ticks. Listening to people down at the hair shop. 
talking about what he's always after. Let me help you to tell you what God said he's after. He's after to be honored and respected. It makes him blossom. It makes him want to conquer. It makes him want to achieve. It makes him want to move out and expand the operation. Amen. The whole Bible is wrapped up in one word, honor. Let me tell you what 1 Peter, man, chapter 3 said about your wife. It says, men, honor your wife. Amen. As it's used the word weaker vest, but it means like you're dealing with China. Amen. Praise God. Amen. She's, she's not the weaker vessel. Amen. You mess with her, you'll find out. <laughs> Real quick that she's not the weaker vessel. Amen. It's just the way she needs to be treated. Because she's a king's daughter. Amen. Come on now. She's, she come from royalty. Come on now. So come on now. And it says don't be bitter against her. Don't let her see your anxieties. No, I said I wasn't going to preach. Let me slow down. Amen, 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 praise God. She's not supposed to be experiencing your bitterness because of how your day is going, because your toast was a little darker than normal. She's not supposed to be experiencing your emotion of bitterness. Say amen that I'm preaching real good right now. It says, honor her as the weaker vessel because if you treat her with bitterness, he said, I'm not going to listen to your prayers. I'm going to close the door. I'm going to close the throne room on you. So when you start calling out for help, the door is shut. Amen. It says your prayers can be hindered. And if the, don't, if people say, well, the devil can stop praying. Yes, that's Old Testament. That's Daniel. Amen. But Jesus cleared the atmosphere. He said, all power in heaven and earth has been given unto me. And he don't have any power to be taking stuff, interrupting prayers. He can't hinder Michael the angel anymore. He can't hinder the messenger angels anymore. Jesus said, my angel's going to be ascending and descending unhindered from the throne of God because the heaven is open now. We're living under open heaven now. And if your prayers, men, are not being answered, you better watch how you're treating the mother of your children, the baker of your cake. You better be watching that. Yes, I'm preaching real good. Amen. Let me back up off some of y'all. Some of y'all done got kind of... Praise God. Amen. I'm trying to tell you the whole Bible's tied up in one word. It's tied up in the word honor. You're going to be a great house. You're going to have to be great in honor. Yes. Yes. Amen. There has to be honor in your vocabulary. There has to be honor in how we address one another. It has to be honor. Even if I disagree with you, I don't have to be disagreeable. I don't have to carry the attitude. I don't have to carry the disrespect. I don't have to carry the dishonor. I don't have to have words that are not grace words. I can still respect you. I can still esteem you. I can still value you because you are not the totality of one discussion. That's not all you. I'm trying to talk about a great house today and I got a lot of information and I'm going out of town tomorrow with my pastor. Amen, but praise God, Pastor, Brother, Minister Caleb and Agnes and Candace will be with y'all. We day preached about 30 minutes and they're gone. So you're going to have a little extra time while I'm out. But oh, when I come back, you better be a great house by the time I get. Amen, well, praise the Lord, saints. You over in Ecclesiastes, let me read this. I got to put this in. Ecclesiastes 12, 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter, which means I don't have to read the whole Bible to find out what God wants. It's the conclusion. I can go right to that and I can find out the essence of the title, the introductory, the preface. I can find out the bottom part, one, two, and three. Go to the conclusion and I can figure out what God wants. 
I'm so glad he put this verse in here. I called it the whole Bible in one verse. So you don't have to miss God. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole, the whole matter, not just part of it, the whole enchilada. The whole piece of pie. Everything God is talking about, he's talking about honor and respect. And you need to hear me this morning because healing is tied to it. Blessing, overtaking blessing. The blessing overtaking you is tied to it. Blessed in the city is tied to it. Blessed in the field is tied to it. Blessed in your body is tied to it. Your enemies come at you one way, but they flee another different way. You can't take a person that honors God and keep his commandments. They're strong in the earth. God will come to their aid just like that. Amen. Yes, he will. And he got a blessing waiting on him. But we're trying to build a great house so we can experience the best while we're here. If you want to have the best home, honor in the home. The Bible said it's an honor for a man to stop arguing, not to get the last word in. Amen. Praise God. I know we got some last word people in here. And another thing. <laughs> yeah, you here. You here. I can feel it in my, I can feel it in my spirit. <laughs> yeah, I can feel it. And another thing. Always got to be right. Yeah, it is mercy in here today. <laughs> Praise God. But I'm talking about honor. You might be right, but you can be wrong in how you said it. You might be right in what you said, but you're wrong in the spirit. Yeah, yeah, it is good, ain't it? Praise the Lord. But I'm talking about a great house. I'm talking about people. Great house, you have to consciously, you have to consciously want to be great. Great don't happen by accident. You have to consciously want to move forward. You have to consciously deal with people one by one. You have to consciously address them one by one. The Bible says salute people you come to, even the ones you don't know. You got to be conscious of how, the Bible said honor God and honor all men. You got to be careful how you talk about your president because you watch the news. Yes, you do. Because the Bible says you got to honor the king and you have to pray for him. You can't watch the news for somebody vying for some economic and, and some, kind of, some kind of money position. And criticize the leader and you shaking your head in agreement with him. You just messed up your money. You just stepped over in dishonor. That's what you just did. With the preacher you listened to on television too. Just went right into dishonor with him. Prophet, whoever, I don't care who it is. And I don't care how big your ministry is. You do not have a right to override the word of God. God don't even override the word. Psalms 138 verse 2 say God is submitted to his own word. He can't tell you something and do something else. He's, ex he's his word. He's exalted his word above himself. Okay, get tied up in people's political struggle. There is no platform that's perfect. The moment you demean and talk about somebody else and disrespect him and dishonor him, you just lost whatever honor you're looking for. Say amen to that. I'm preaching real good right now. See, I'm after a great house. I'm not, after a, I'm not after a religious house. I'm after a great house. I'm not after a platform. I'm after a great house. I'm not after a political party. I'm after a great house. Because a great house can pray for its nation. He said, if my people that were called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from ways that disrespect me, I will hear your voice and I will change your land. Now the land gets changed up in here. It doesn't get changed because of the White House. It gets changed because this becomes a great house. Say amen to that. I'm preaching real good right now. Whether you saying amen or not, I know I'm on it. Yes, I am. Amen. Praise God. Yes, I is for some of you. Let us hear the whole conclusion of the matter. The whole matter. Fear God. Word means to reverence him. It means to reverence him. 
That means you respect me and you respect my stuff. It is good. That's what makes a great house. You value me. You cherish me. You put me first. This is the whole conclusion of the matter. The number one problem with the world is that it disrespects God. Yeah, I'm going to preach this. Uh, I'm going to preach it real good. But God was hoping that he could have a house where it would be the light of the world. Where it would be the salt of the earth and that, that people could come there and learn his ways. But when they get there, they got to find a people that are in his way. Amen. In his ways, not in his way. Amen. Come on now. I'm trying to help you. Do you want to go this morning? Praise God. Come on now. You better. Y'all be glad somebody know how to get you there. It ain't about hooping and singing. You ought to know that because when Corona came, all the hooping and singing stopped. Let me get out of here. You, you can die up in here. Let me get my stuff. Get up out of here. <laughs> I know people that followed all the rules, stayed at home, took all the shots, still ended up in intensive care. Because let me tell you something, there's no name under heaven and earth. I hope you know the name. That where my men might be saved. It's a name that keeps you. And it's not CDC. It's not vaccination. It's the name that's above every name. It's the name that everything in heaven has got about. Everything in the earth has got about. And everything under the earth has got about. If you don't know it, it's the name of Jesus. Come on now. It's that name. Say, go in my name. You cast out devils. And when you cast them out, tell them Jesus sent you. Lay hands on the sick. And while you lay his hand on the sick, tell them Jesus sent you. Come on now. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. I gave you a name so that you could go to church. You could go to Krogus. Come on now. When you, wherever way you go, Corona's got to bow because you coming. Come on now. But you got, if you want the name to honor you, you got to honor the name. Amen. If you want the name to do, if you want the name to make a way for you, it seemed like you would make a way in your heart for the name. That you would value the name. That you would esteem the name. Somebody call his name out. See won't I praise him. See won't I give him glory. Just say the name of Jesus. Yeah. Demons got to flee. Demons have got to bow. At the name of Jesus. It's a name that is above every name. He's seated in high places. All power. I said I wasn't going to preach. Yeah. Jesus wants a great house. Come on now. Because he's got a great name. Come on now. He wants a great house. He has a great name. Yes, he does. Come on now. This is the whole matter. Respect God. Don't act like he's not there. Why you live in the way? Come on, Sheila. Sheila, but I said I'm gonna be sweet, didn't I? Sheila, but let me calm down. Sheila, but Sunday. He said, "Don't act like I'm not there." He said, "If you try to go to the highest." place on earth I want you to know I'm there if you try to go out to some remote extremity I want you I want you to know I'm there if you slip up and make your bed in hell I want you to know I'm there too wherever I am the omnipresent God I'm all powerful all knowing I'm all omnipresent at all times so wherever you are I'm there amen there is no booth in the corner in the dark with God, he's everywhere. And he's just not saying, I don't want you to just fear me on Sunday morning. I don't want your respect on Sunday. I don't want just want your respect on Sunday morning. 
Come on now, I need your respect Sunday night. Come on now. Why, you got your remote in your hand. Well, let me, praise God. Let me move on. Fear God. Pay attention and keep his commandments. He said, don't ever say it's hard to serve me. Over in the epistles of John, he said, don't say my commandments are grievous. See, the commandments come to give you life. The reason why God wants you to keep your clothes on until you get married. Amen. So you don't mess up your life with some experiment. And you're not a scientist. Amen. I'm preaching real good right now. No, you're not a scientist. No, you're not. Amen. <laughs> you're not a scientist. So stop experimenting. Amen. Come on now. I'm preaching real good. And I just got to wait. Praise God. I kind of want to go too far. Praise God. You can push some people off the edge, you know. Amen. I just I pray God I'm trying to help you. Amen. I got to teach what everybody else won't teach. Because I'm building a great house. <laughs> I got to teach what everybody else won't teach. Because I want a great house. And when I lay hands on somebody, come on now. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Somebody could have got a healing this morning. Because See, I want him to go with me. Come on now. I want him to go with me. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. See, 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 Adrian, I want him to come out of intensive care like you came out. Hey, man. See, praise God. Hallelujah. That's what I want to have happen. Praise God. Amen. I want, I, want, I want signs and wonders to be done in the name of the holy child Jesus. I know his power is real. Amen. But you can't treat him bad and then expect him to just pull it out on you. That don't even happen in your house. You disrespect your mate, you got another person. The, 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 come on now. The dishonor would turn him into another person. Yes, it is. Praise God. I know it'll turn past the city. So I, I try to be sweet at home. I don't be trying to mess nothing up. Amen. I found out it's better to be a lover than a fighter. Amen. Stay out of fights. The Bible says cease from strife. Amen. Praise God. You get more bees with honey, they say. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So you got to learn how to say, hello, honey. Even when you feeling it. Amen. Come on now. Because you don't want to mess up other things. Whatever those other things may be for you. You don't want to mess stuff up. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Keep hope alive. Is it? <laughs> let, me, let me move on. Let me move on. Fear God. Keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. It's my whole duty. And when I walk out that door, my whole responsibility is do I treat him with honor? Am I going to show him honor and respect when I walk out that door? Right. See, I never had trouble in churches or anything like that because my mama's sitting right here on the front row. She's reading her Bible. She's studying something I'm not preaching right now because <laughs> she's one of those saints. Hello, mama. I'm, I praise God. I'm telling you. <laughs> praise the Lord. Now, she may look kind of small and frail right there, but she's not. The day I saw Mama beat Daryl with that, see, right there with that polka dot. With that, he doesn't even look like he took a beating, did he? With that polka dot, double-breasted, nice jacket on. 
But Dad was being so disrespectful in the neighborhood. I ain't going to talk about me. I'm going to talk about Dad right now. She got us home. I mean, she laid into us. I mean, man, she got the oldest brother first. I said, she's going to kill him. <laughs> and I was glad he went first. He was the oldest. He deserved it. He, he should have he told us not to do what we was doing. Amen. The older one should be a better, should be good leaders, shouldn't he? Amen. The older one should be good leaders, and he wasn't. He, he, was, he was the ringleader, and we followed him, and he deserved what he got. She grabbed him first. Boy, she beat him like, they used to say in the old days, like a stepchild. Like, like a child that didn't even come out of your womb. I mean, you shouldn't mistreat stepchildren. I'm just, I'm just, that's just a saying, whatever. You shouldn't do that. You should receive a child because it's a child. Come in that house, you treat them just like it, it came out of your own Lord. That's your covenant. Amen. But she didn't treat him like that that day. It was like the Bible said, those that know better get a lot of stripes. Those that didn't know better get few stripes. While she was beating him, and I was hollering, I didn't know no better. I didn't know. I didn't know no better. Just to let you know. <laughs> anyway, praise God. I stay on the word even when you're in trouble. Boy, she laid into him and beat him. Boy, put that on him real good. And then she hollered, next. <laughs> Boy, he's in there hollering just like the Bible said. My oldest brother like wailing and gnashing the teeth. I mean, she put it on him. Boy, he took the beat down. Yes, he did. And it was me and Daryl standing there. And so since he was smaller than me, I pushed him in the room. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm exaggerating now, but I, anyway, I'm just, <laughs> I think he was so scared, he just walked in the room. <laughs> he, he was, he, he, he was hoping it was going to be some mercy for him. I said, I'll see how she treats the baby. Because he could never get a whooping. You know how the baby is, the youngest one? Who's got any babies in here? They don't get whippings and stuff like that. Past sentence of baby. She didn't get a spank until we got married. No, I'm just playing. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, praise the Lord. Anyway, praise the Lord, saints. Come on back, saints. Come on back. Come on back. Like I see what some of y'all, see what some of y'all went. Praise God. But anyway, he went in that room. She grabbed him. Boy, and the last state of that man was worse than the first. Boy, she got to work it on him. I hollered, that's your baby. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Boy, she tore him up. Man, I went in there and got mine, and I said, praise the Lord, she's halfway out of gas. <laughs> she, she, oh, don't you ever... <laughs> what was that lesson about? You do not leave a great house and be disrespectful and think there will be no consequences. That's what she was teaching us that this house has standards. And when you violate the standards after we taught you better, amen, you put me in this mode. I didn't, I wasn't thinking like this. You the one brought this on me. Amen. Your, your choices brought this disposition on me. And now, and the disposition is not because it's making me feel better. I'm, the Bible said, God said, I chastise them whom I love. And if you don't get loved by God and never get corrected, I'm going to tell you what the Bible said. You are straight up spiritual bastard. 
and you're going to grow up with a life of disrespect. So when I went to school, it was no, sir. Yes, sir. Because if you messed up at school, you show disrespect at school. You got it at school. Amen. And then there was a call at your house later on in the evening that you didn't even know that was coming. Amen. You got blindsided. That's another beat down coming. Amen. Two in one day. But it had a saying, yes, sir. No, sir. So when I got to church, my pastor never had trouble out of me. Because I knew how to respect and honor authority. I'm trying to take her somewhere today. I'm trying to take her somewhere today. I said, go back to over here to Hebrews now. Now you understand what God is saying here. It says right here, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and earth and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man will therefore purge himself from these. Now, when he says purge himself, the Holy Spirit helps you when you want to make a change. The Holy Spirit will help you. When you want to make a change. That's what it tells us over in Romans chapter 8. The Holy Spirit helps us in our infirmities. He helps us to mortify the deeds of our flesh. He gives us the power and the ability to change when we won't change. Amen. But he says purge means to remove all particles of dishonor from the vessel. So if you had a muddy jaw would fill with just dirt. I don't care if it's dirt or mud. And if you put a powerful clear stream of water in that vessel, eventually it's going to remove all of the particles until the vessel is purged. That's the power of the Holy Ghost in the life of the believer. And he says right here, and you go to God and you say, Father, I receive the spirit. The Bible said he shall abide with me forever. He will be in me and on me. And I'm trusting him to help me mortify the deeds of my flesh until I am pur thoroughly purged to a vessel of honor. This church had to be purged to get to this point. It had to be purged to get to this point. It's 12.05. What time did we stop? Does anybody know? Well, praise the Lord. I, I'm just trying to ask y'all because 12.30, okay, I got 25 minutes. I Praise God. I don't want nobody. Praise God. I, I'm a word person. I do this, this amen, because the word is life to your whole flesh. I hope you know that. You can live in the word. The whole house can make it. Your whole house can make it. It says, he says, if he purge himself from these, indicating that all people can be purged. Everybody can change. Say that again. Everybody can change. He shall be a vessel of honor. He's not that now, but he shall be that. He shall be that. We had to make an honor change to get here. And I really want to tell the story today, but sometimes you just got to set things up. But I got a few more minutes. He says he shall be, the vessel, be a vessel of honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use, which means everything in the house, he don't have to use it. Amen. Oh, no, everything in the house you don't have to use. And God is telling you who he's going to use. Amen. So if you're a dishonorable church, you got a church 
he ain't going to. You can jump in there, clap high five, do calisthenics in there if you want to. Do jumping jack, shout hallelujah. I believe it's the book of Angus. He said, go ahead and sing to me. I won't even listen to your songs. Go ahead. Do your hooping. I won't listen to a word you say. And just let drama come. It'll be evident I'm not with you. Yeah. See, the Bible said <clears throat> there's two kinds of houses. One house Jesus preached in uh, the Sermon on the Mount. There's a house that's built on a rock. And then there's a house that's built on sand. When the sun is shining, both houses look great. But when storms come and they're coming, the house that's built on sand, the Bible says, just write it down. It's going to fall. It's just a matter of weather. And if it's a matter of weather, it's just a matter of time. And great will be the fall of that house. The thing about people, everybody wants to be in a family. And the Bible says, except the Lord build the house, they are wasting their time and there are no exceptions. David said, I've been young, now I'm old. There are no exceptions. You want a house, you want to live harmoniously with another person, you're going to have to bring Jesus in there to referee. You're going to bring Jesus. Dishonor, foul. Yep, I'm going to bring Jesus in there, the referee. There's no way I'm going in the house with Pastor Cynthia without Jesus going in there first. <laughs> so Jesus, you go in there first. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You need to see everybody mad before you marry them. <laughs> you need to know if it's just anger or real demon possession. Amen. Yeah, <laughs> you, you bring it in, let me see it. I said, that's possession, man. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no. No. no, I'm telling you the truth. We built our house on the word of God. That's what we built our house on, what Jesus said. When he told me evil communications corrupt good manners, if you had, if, you, if they brought anybody to my house, evil communications corrupt good manners, which means you can teach them right but let them fellowship with wrong manners and you'll wonder why this happened even though you did everything right. No, you missed one thing. You didn't control their fellowship. I picked their friends because that's what the Bible said to do. And the reason why I picked them, because they didn't have wisdom to pick them. They were picked for the wrong reasons. I was looking at for character and honor. Because I didn't want somebody else's demon coming back in my house. Amen. You may have seen me out there on Dickinson Road stopping traffic. Because they was in the car with the wrong person. Oh, no, no, no. Stop. I don't care. I don't care what traffic's got to stop right now. You get out of that car right there. That car can keep going, but you getting out of it. And you head back up to the address. Because I'm going to do my job. I'm going to do my job. Retirement is not when you leave your occupation. Retirement is when your children can make honorable decisions on their own. Then you can get in your lazy boy, kick back and raise your feet up and lean on back and know they not old driving. Got, they got cars that grow, grow and crazy. Hey, I'm grown. 
That's retirement. Amen. Retirement is when the grandkids come and play at your house. Amen. And the parents come and get them. After a while, praise God. And you see your children going through the same thing you going through. You sowed it, so you're reaping it. Amen. The Bible is right. You're going to reap. You better not be around the house slamming doors in your house, not doing your homework as a child. It'll come back on you. Pastor Roger, cast the devil out of Junior. Come out of him. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Y'all using up my time. I'll see what y'all doing. All right, look down here a little bit farther. It says, come on, man. Meet for the master's use and prepared unto. You got to be prepared to work for God. You just can't just start working. See, that's the problem with a lot of people. We let them work and they wasn't prepared. Just put them up there. They prepared. They ain't going to last. They ain't going to last. They don't have the sustenance to finish. You have to give people a chance to be purged. I've been preaching 25 years. I'm here because I changed. Look what it says right here. Prepared unto every good work. You want to circle every good work. Because God's got some works that's got to be done, but can't anybody do it? I hope you heard that. And leadership's job is to make sure they're prepared before you give them the work. Say amen to that. Because, see, I'm just talking about a great house this morning. I'm not talking about, ain't he all right? And won't he do it? Ah, somebody say amen. No, I want to know if you're going to do it. I know he will. Amen. Won't he make a way for you? Has anybody here he's ever made a way for? Has he brought you out of a drought? Say amen. Can I get a witness? See, everybody, wow, wow now. <laughs> you been there, ain't you? Everybody broke up in there. I'm telling you, everybody up in there broke. I'm announcing broke days are over at Church on the Rock. I ain't even got into the word I want to get to yet. I ain't even touched it yet. Amen. Let me get ahead of myself. When I made the changes, prosperity just took off. And we ain't never looked back. Amen. Because you have to be prepared. You have to make a choice to be a vessel of honor. That's when it takes off. Other than that, they just having recess. Hooping and hollering and playing. Everybody tripping. Verse 22, flee you for lust. It's talking about you on fire. That's what that means. That you on fire and you looking to be sizzled. Flee youthful lust. Amen. Amen. I mean, Jesus mean to actually run like Joseph. Uh -huh. yeah. Amen. Amen. He's talking about running. Yeah. I'm, talking about, I'm talking about walking away. I'm talking about running. Right. Amen. Amen. He wants you to get away from lustful situations. Yes. Because the Bible said, there is no blessing when the relationship is done in dishonor. There's no blessing in that. The church I pastored earlier on, because I didn't cover a lot of stuff, is two things that kill a church. Sexual immorality. Corona going to tear that house up. You better go home. You better get you a mask. 
You better get every booster they got. Because you're going to need it. The Bible says there is no inheritance from Genesis to Revelation for a sexually immoral church. A straight up book. Pastor Seth and I was dating at her, and we got, well, really, of course, should we got that right? I wouldn't even let her come in my house by herself. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Praise right. hey, John back at laughing at you, Cynthia. <laughs> she tried to give me one of them excuses to her I, I hot water out is at our house. <laughs> you remember that, Pastor Seth, you called me up. I had my own apartment, you know, I. Told the Lord I'd serve him all the days of my life. I made a change, amen. I was fleeing you for lust. Amen. Come on now. When I wasn't fleeing it, he, God wasn't talking to me. Amen. Praise God. I remember it was 1984. I walked out of the stadium at Tennessee State University. I said, I'm done. At a football game, I said, I'm done living like everybody else. Sometimes you just got to really be you. See, the Holy Ghost come on me, and I was eight years old and called me to preach. But nobody told me how to live in honor to God. The Bible says the body is not for fornication. No more than your car is for hauling dirt. That's for a dump truck. Amen. And I knew it was wrong to live fornication, but sometimes because everybody else is doing something. Yeah. You don't want to be by yourself, you with the group. Yeah. Or sometimes you're just feeling lonely. <laughs> feelings, nothing more than feelings. <laughs> you got to deal with all that. Yeah. Feelings are real. Don't be acting like they're not. They are. Some of y'all act like <laughs> they're not, but I know you better. You probably got the song on your tape, Dick. <laughs> when I was living in dishonor, God never talked to me one minute about ministry. Not one word. God does not call sexually immoral people to preach to his church. The moment you do, the anointing lifts off of you. And you move from a vessel of honor to a vessel of dishonor. Most people can't tell, but people anointed can I can just listen to you. And the true manifestation is there's no power there. Corona's going to shut down your whole ministry. And you better not try to open up because you will kill people. Turn over here to 1 Samuel. Chapter 1. And it's 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 30. Now I ain't got time. I got just 10 more, 9 more minutes. I just got 9 minutes. My church wouldn't help me with this problem, so God came to me and said, Keith, if you keep living the way you're living, you'll die young. You won't fulfill the destiny of your life. So I stood up in the stadium, and I walked out and left all my friends in the stadium. I opened the door to my apartment and locked it behind me. I got on my knees and crawled to my couch and I prayed. I said, God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for the way I lived my life. 
knew better. I used to be afraid to be by myself, but I'm not anymore. And if you would forgive me for the rest of my life, whatever you want, the man will purge himself, become a vessel of honor, God would use him. You would forgive me. I will serve you for the rest of my life. And I'll just be with your people, and that'll be it. The presence of God coming in that apartment, and he started talking to me. Bible started coming off. The words would come off the pages, and I said, I said, why do I see the Bible like this? He said, because you're going to be a pastor. went back to church everything was different I just sat because so much was allowed to go on in that place I couldn't even function there I just sat that's all I could do because the people were singing to me shouldn't have been singing People that were playing the keyboards and the organs, they shouldn't have been playing them. They weren't prepared for God's work. The motherboards dressed in white should have took it off because they weren't prepared to be mothers. The cussing deacons shouldn't have been allowed to sit up front. Because they were not deacons according to God's word. They were allowed to serve and they weren't prepared. Nobody could get healed in that church. Nobody could get delivered. So they began to die of cancer. They began to die of AIDS. The little girls would come up and get pregnant in the church. Have you ever really watched the church? Or you just go? So God didn't even want me trained in this city. I understand why now. Because if the blind lead the blind, they all hit the ditch the same way. I found a real man of God. Dr. Michael Jacobs, I was so afraid of being married because my parents were divorced. I didn't, I didn't want the pain of a broke-up home. So I lived in fear of being married. God told me, he said, Keith, you don't have to be afraid now because I'm going to help you. And he helped me when a day I walked into church on the rock. I never even changed the name of the church. And I heard Dr. Jacobs say, you can have this church, you can have my house, and you can have my car, but you cannot have my wife. And for the first time in my life, I heard a real message about commitment to the family. You can't have my wife, and you can't have my children. I said, that's real preaching. And it became my life. We preach here, we leave in a few minutes, but you got to go home. That's what you got to keep. We're here to be excellent at the great house at home. And then we'll be a great house here. And they know it. You can't have them. They know I got their back. They straight up know it. That's why they're all here. Because they'll grow up and they'll have your back. Right. 
you begin to build a house, a great house. Look what this, what God says right here. And then I've got to stop. I thought I'd get that. This is something you need to understand about God. God had given the, Le the Levitical priesthood out of Levi because they honored God when everybody else was disrespecting God in the wilderness. Moses is gone for 40 days. All the other tribes start cutting up and partying and rioting, fornicating and all that stuff. And the Levites just stood back. They just stood back. And they watched all the other tribes dishonor God. And then finally Moses, God sent him down. He said, it's dishonoring the camp. He said, I will not go with you. I'm not taking you into the promised land. 